right, welcome to the FMA, Freeman's Addendum, Mad World. That is, of course, if you're listening on the podcast, of course, FMA, Freeman's Addendum. And if you're if you're watching on YouTube or BitChute, um, at Freeman Void, or of course, the lovely um, House of Void, that is Shadow Band. You can't, I found out that you can't actually look me up on YouTube, or at least my main page, because I am permanently Shadow Banned. And YouTube will not let my page come up. But, of course, you can check out my Instagram um, where I do have a link to the website. Or not the website. The main page. And you can check it out. So, yeah, definitely look at that. Um, but aside from that, today I want to talk about a few ideas. You know, at least an idea that I talked about a month, a, a few, I think last year or so. But this idea revolves around, this idea is what I think um, it's not idea, it's a set of ideas, or it's something that I believe can help us save America. See, I think there are a few things we need to do, um, and these things come in steps. So I'm going to go ahead and start reading them off for you. Step one, we need to start off by removing all corrupt politicians from power. That means everyone. Despite this seeming like an obvious solution to much of the world's political troubles, you'd be surprised by the amount of people who don't realize that much of their nation's troubles stem from the fact that they have literal cheaters, schemers, scammers, and of course, lizard demons in power. Now, the people in particular that we need to move are those that treat politics like a career to be used to make money while not actually trying to take a stand for the people who put them in power. Political sellouts who bow down to China and, of course, the limitless reach of the Israeli banking elite. Those who subscribe to ideology over duty and moral obligations. And those who get into bed with corporate elites. All of them. They need to go. Step two. We need to halt all forms of immigration to allow the nation a moment to readjust its immigration policy. Now, our immigration system is a walking dumpster fire. If our goal is to get a hold of it before it, of course, becomes our undoing, we need to halt the entirety of the process while we work on a more efficient system that allows us to properly help immigrants assimilate into our society so that they don't just form poor ghettos of violence. Step 3. Destroy demonic institutions. The Federal Reserve, those guys, yeah, let's take them out. The IRS, those guys reform and take out the spies and destroy the federal agencies who limit the people's ability to be free for the sake of the system. That means the ATF, the CIA, the FBI, NSA, and of course, many of the others. They may need to be reformed, but me personally, I would say just torch these things. Get them out of the way entirely. Now, step four, we need to reform our justice system to actually be about justice and not for creating double standards that allow the rich to escape justice while the poor deal with the full wrath of the law. Step five, actually punish degeneracy. Be gay all you want, but pride parades where men and women dress in thongs, they need to be stopped completely. Step 5. Make propaganda illegal. Hollywood's love of pushing propaganda as entertainment may be the number one reason half of America's modern population believes there are more than two genders. Hollywood was also the very reason the Ku Klux Klan almost came back into power entirely um, during the Second Great Rise before going dormant and now it's slowly in a rise again, but I'm sure Hollywood will be there to aid them in their efforts when the time is right, of course. 
Media outlets that deliberately publish lies need to be shut down completely. No, this is not the same as taking away their freedom of speech. They can say whatever they want, freely. However, media outlets who publish false reports as the truth are engaging in psychological warfare against the American people and need to be regarded as one would an invading army. Step 6. Completely shut down every corporation who chooses profits over America and the American public. So corporations that do business with China, the EU, I'm talking to you Facebook and Google, you need to be shut down for good. The same should be done to corporations who engage in practices that hurt the American people and make our lives more difficult while claiming to be selling an antidote to our problems. Ahem, Moderna, those guys are snakes in the grass and we need to mow the lawn. Step 7. The final step, we need a radical inquisition of the entire banking sector. We need to find the snakes and burn them at the stake so that the rest of their brethren know that America is not to be trifled with. So thanks for humoring my little rant right there. Um, next, I want to get into a little discussion, a discussion, a little, oh, another rant, I should say, about something that I think needs to be discussed more and with a, with a much less bias perspective i know and that what i want to discuss is the education system i know in america we want to believe we have the most elite education system which is fair when you're talking about universities like harvard and uh yale and so on but even those universities do far more indoctrinating than they do educating um so with that being said let's get into what i want to talk about today i want to talk about again our beloved education system I'll also be discussing the ludicrous concept of standardized education, but that will come in part two of this discussion, which will be another episode later on. The modern education system does very little educating and more psychological conditioning than anything else. During my time in grade school, middle school, and of course high school, I thought I was dumb. I always struggled to pay attention to the teacher who of course stood at the front of the class and demanded I write down whatever they wrote down on the whiteboard. Of course, at certain moments of the day, I would occasionally experience a eureka moment that would help me understand just a fraction of what the teacher was saying, but for the most part, I spent most of my days daydreaming and zoning out entirely. And that would of course caused me to fall behind the rest of the class as I'd failed to get a grasp on the course material. However, things took a turn for the better my junior year when I started to understand I was much smarter than I had originally thought. I find myself making honor roll with minimal effort. I never put in more than the bare minimum amount of effort through the entirety of my high school life, but I never knew that was the case. I honestly thought I was trying my hardest. Then I got to my first year of college and my mind kicked into high gear and this confused me more than anything. Why was I running laps around my classmates in college? Why was I able to consume homework like Hunter Biden consumes child sex slave virginities? <laughs> that was dark, I'm sorry. Just a year prior, my mind was struggling to grasp basic concepts. Yet, here I was grasping these basic concepts and more before the professor could even describe them in detail. Then the day came when I experienced the most ultimate eureka moment any human being could go through. One night, 
after watching Donnie Darko, which is in fact the greatest movie ever made, for the fifth time, and smoking half an ounce of grade A Kush myself, I should note that I no longer smoke anymore. These were my wild years. Anyways, I came to the unfortunate realization that the reality I was living in was a lie. You see, prior to that moment, I always thought the smartest kid in the class was the kid who got the best grades. I also used to think that the coolest kids in the room was, one, the guy who wore the flashiest clothes, two, the man who slayed the most hoes, Three, the girl whose cheeks clapped with each stride while her titties bounced like she was doing the electric slide. Holy crap. Beyond that moment, I realized that the guy who constantly dressed up just to go to class was wasting his money on flashy clothes just to look nice and get attention from other people. I learned that the guy who bounced from girl to girl and the girl who switched guys like they were opinions were sex addicts with no real understanding of the value of love and commitment. And the girl who only wore scandalous clothing? Yeah, she's kind of shallow. She isn't wearing shorts with half her ass cheeks hanging out because they make her feel good. She's doing so because she wants attention, because she knows her sex appeal is her greatest asset, but of course, she won't admit it. And she's also usually terrible at having in-depth conversations. The last and final thing I realized was that the education system I once believed required high intelligence to rise to the top was not at all a system that rewarded the best and brightest of students, but rather the most diligent, obedient, and submissive. Do not take this the wrong way. If you are a high-achieving student, I don't want to make you feel like you are less. Congratulations. You are the top of the pecking order. Your hard work paid off. However, what I have come to learn throughout my life is that the most intelligent and creative people in the room usually don't give a damn about their homework. No, that doesn't at all mean that the guy who failed out of high school or his first year of college was a megamind of excelsior proportions. That guy is a dummy. What it does mean is that the system of education does a very poor job of encouraging the best and brightest of students to want to be part of the system. In fact, those students usually lose interest due to the fact that they've been convinced they are morons for not being able to pick up algebra as quickly as everyone else or because they take an hour longer than their classmates to finish tests and quizzes. But while they can't understand algebra, what they can do is build you a fully functioning PC from start to finish while their eyes are closed. Oh, and by the way, they learned how to do so by themselves on their free times back in sixth grade. What else can they do? A lot of them can code better than the college graduate, and many of them can engage in conversations concerning extremely complicated psychological concepts that would make the average book nerd's mind shatter. And also, a bunch of them just understand people and know how to read behavior better than anyone, which allows them to eventually become the guy who slays a lot of hoes despite not being physically attractive to most people. Most of their talents and abilities far outclass those of the average book nerd that gets praised for passing in their homework on time. Matter of fact, throughout adult life and work history, I've been able to distinguish between the guys who got a position because they took the right classes and the guys who rose through the ranks because of their abilities alone. You want to know the difference between those two? The guy who was the smartest could usually adjust on a moment's notice, even when faced with the unpredictable, and that guy was almost always a crappy student. Yes, yes, I know that these are broad generalizations, and I'm fully aware that there are exceptions to the rule, but I am a testament to that rule itself. 
It's because of my life experiences and what I've witnessed from other people that I now understand just how much of an absolute sham our education system really is. Instead of trying to educate children in methods that help them understand the ways in which their own minds work, our education system tries to force our minds to work in a way that best suits the system itself. Those that resist the process and maintain their own creative edge, they will either fall behind entirely or learn how to fake their way through school until they finally get a chance to break free, and that chance almost never comes. Can an elephant climb a tree? Can a fish sprint a 100 meter dash? Can a wolf squirt poisonous venom from its fangs? Can a viper fly high into the sky? No. Then why are we forcing artistic geniuses to follow the same criteria as a math nerd? Why does a math nerd need to write a book report on Edgar Allan Poe? Sure, he might enjoy reading Poe on his free time, but why does his status as an intelligent human being depend on his ability to pass a class that requires him to think in a way his mind simply cannot? We are all wired differently, and that is the beauty of the human mind. While we all have the same genetic code, breathe the same air, and poop the same stinky turds, what makes our minds tick differs from person to person. An actual education system would acknowledge that and work to train students to utilize their full potential for the kinds of things they excel at, rather than telling them they are dumb for not being able to keep up with a soul-crushing system. That's all I got for you guys today. Thanks for tuning in. It's your man, Victus D. Void. It's been a pleasure talking to you all. Um, make sure you check out my book, Societal Evolution, Journey to the Dollhouse. Um, if you know my Instagram page, I apologize. It's been disabled due to some reports. I think the LGBTQ people didn't like my um, my posts, so they so they mass-reported my posts. So uh, I do have a new one out. It's called Vic underscore D underscore Void. Check it out. It's been a pleasure talking to you all. Take care, stay focused, and of course, God bless.